0: yes okay how are you doing today tor
1: i'm good guys nice how's it going
0: pretty good i'm just trying to survive right now <laughs> survive this market Keep your heads up. yeah
1: i can regale you guys with stories from 2018 if you like oh
0: uh, yeah honestly i i kind of missed it i only had in you know a couple hundred bucks back then so <laughs> it was like but uh, yeah, I, I missed Weird that confusion. that dump. <laughs>
1: Story time sounds good. I can I can help you guys keep some perspective in this one. I mean, like we'll get into the history, the project, and all. But we've been building in the public blockchain space since 2017, and uh, so this is cycle number two. Depending on how you want to calculate it out, so yeah, now it's easier to zoom out.
0: I think this time we're way more fundamentally sound than we were in 2017. So uh, hopefully we won't go on a 90% pullback or 85% pullback. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Anyways,
1: I I make no promises or financial advice on this Alpha League, but just keep perspective. Things can always stay irrational for longer than you can stay solvent in both directions.
0: Yeah that that is the case
1: um
0: okay well let's maybe just get cracking I think um we're missing Phil and Garland but they'll probably join here in a minute so Tor why don't you give yourself uh, an intro and um yeah and then we'll start
2: getting things going uh yeah you're still muted
1: (laughs) i lost i went to go i went to go retweet the the thing and i and i had to switch to do it and then and then i couldn't find (laughs) the space all right cool uh i'm tor uh i'm the founder of secret foundation we're one of the entities supporting secret network i've been working on the secret ecosystem since 2017 secret network was born out of a prior project I guess is the most accurate way to put it called Enigma and I used to be the head of growth at Enigma the company and uh, what secret is and what secret does is all powering privacy for web3 so don't think of us like privacy coins you know don't think of us like Monero or Zcash what you need to think about is if you want to use any kind of web3 application anything powered by a blockchain Think about what your data is actually doing. It's all being leaked on chain all the time to everybody. And it's a massive security concern. It also limits a ton of the functionality you'd want to do, limits the amount of commercial use cases you'd want to build, limits enterprise and governmental adoption of blockchain technology. So we took a different approach. Instead of building a public by default blockchain, we built a private by default blockchain for generalizable smart contracts and generalizable applications. We started building in the public blockchain space, as I said, in 2017, but it dates back to some research papers that the core team wrote back in 2015 when we were graduate students at MIT. Uh, So here we are solid seven years after those papers were written. Uh, But now the network's been live on mainnet since early 2020. We've got a community of tens of thousands globally. depending on how you measure our users or community followers, you could say it's many hundreds of thousands as well. But our goal is to get the millions of users uh, for privacy first web three applications, hopefully sometime this year, but we've, we've always taken the long view when it comes to blockchain and adoption. So we're, we're going to keep doing it. And it's good to see a lot of community members joining in to, to listen to this call as well. Some familiar faces, but also a ton of unfamiliar faces too, which is great.
0: Yeah, no, I I definitely think we're seeing the the adoption and people slowly realize the use cases too. I think I think what we're also seeing, kind of from a uh, spectator point of view, is uh, like we're, we're seeing people catch on to the nuances of Secret versus other privacy chains, which I think is bullish for you guys, of course. So um, and like hiding the metadata of NFTs and and uh, other stuff like that which I currently don't see with uh, other privacy layers. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, yeah, so anyway, so I think two weeks ago or so, maybe it was a week ago, I was just watching, Secret's definitely been on one of my coins to buy. Uh, It kind of hit my radar big when you guys had the partnership with OpenSea. Um, and then I wanted to get you guys on because you guys had really nice price action and kind of, we saw this bullish narrative, uh, like I clearly saw it. And I think a few days later after that, you guys released an ecosystem fund. Um, so do you want to like, give us a little bit more details about like your ecosystem fund? Like maybe like, what are
2: some goals
0: that you have with it?
2: Um, sure. Yeah.
0: Like how you guys are going to deploy the funds and. And, Maybe like targeted and
2: like use cases that you're really bullish on, on using yeah. Secret, yeah.
1: No, no doubt. So first, first I'll set it up to say we've, we've actually got, uh, we announced a couple different sources of funding for developers and builders in the, in the Secret ecosystem. One is an accelerator pool, which is managed by Secret Labs. They're the core dev company for Secret Network. And that is for early stage funding, like very early stage funding to get things from zero to one key use cases for the network. It's been used previously to fund things like the secret NFT standard itself or the secret Monero bridge, which allows you to bring Monero into secret as a secret token. So privacy to privacy bridging uh, those kind of like key fundamental use cases for the network. A lot of them have already been funded by grants, as well as some developer frameworks like Grip Tape and Polar. We've been laying that foundation for a while with the accelerator pool. The ecosystem fund is to take the next step. Accelerator pools, if that's about zero to one, now we're talking about one to a hundred. So there's a lot of projects in secret ecosystem that are applications and they're ready to take the jump from being, we've we've shipped product, we're on mainnet, we're approaching, we're tokenizing. Now we wanna scale to tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and then millions of users, active users, in those platforms. Those projects need investment capital. It needs venture partners, or it needs investment from the community itself and from DAOs, just whatever support they're going to need. So the ecosystem fund is a collection of 25 partner funds with secret labs. the As I said, the core development team, and they'll be co-investing in these early stage projects in the network, but that is going to be like equity and token based funding, primarily looking to get into those seed rounds, those A rounds. And it's a large number, obviously, but we just wanted to show that our ecosystem is already scaled to that point of adoption. We're ready for projects to take that leap. So when you're talking about the Solanas, the avalanches of the world, uh, you should understand that, you know, secret is really already in that scale. Just a lot of the times people will measure these things by market capitalization more than who's actually using the network, who's actually supporting the network. We've had amazing funds and amazing builders in our ecosystem for quite a long time. But it feels like unless you put that very obviously behind it in the form of a big number or an ecosystem fund, it doesn't sink in. Um, So it's a little bit of chicken and egg. Part of it with the ecosystem fund is we want developers to know that that level of support is here in our ecosystem, meaning you can build for the next decade and more in the secret ecosystem not worrying that you've shortchanged yourself somehow like we are a serious player in the web three space and the only private by default generalizable smart contract chain currently on mainnet and we've had it for almost a year and a half now but the we already also know which verticals we want to target so there's four main verticals for secret one is decentralized finance Another is NFTs and collecting and and those kind of artistic use cases. Another is gaming and metaverse, obviously, which I call more like productive NFTs. And then the last uh, is very unique to Secret, actually, because of those privacy capabilities. And it has a lot more to do with uh, identity and access control, which is going to be a massive vertical for Secret Network. We already have multiple companies and projects building out in that vertical. I would also lump in projects like AlterMail, which is doing decentralized uh, private by default messaging secured entirely by secret. All of those projects can't really exist on public by default blockchains. They're decentralized, but they're public. So you can't do those kinds of access control use cases. Every user by default has the same access, which is a hundred percent. You have access to all of the data. Every, every entity, every user does, every observer of the blockchain can see it all with secret. The way that the network works is everything starts private by default only certain accounts certain users certain contracts have access to certain pieces of encrypted information whether it's inputs outputs or the state of the contract itself so you get these really cool super unique use cases that are perfect for secret and perfect for companies that are starting to build on secret so those are the main verticals and i mean the, other than access control they're, they're similar to what you'd see in other ecosystems but Every builder we've talked to at some point building in Web3 has hit a roadblock where they have to say, okay, I either have to centralize this piece of my app because it's dealing with data that needs to have some sort of native privacy or access control. Either I'm going to have to centralize it, throw it off chain, do something weird, or I'm going to try to do something super hacky, expensive on Ethereum or Solon or whatever, or I'm just going to forget about it. I'm going to not include this feature, which could be impactful for users. And all three of those, in my mind, are really terrible solutions. So pretty much any web three app, at some point somebody's gonna hit a wall, they're gonna say, I need this solution. And that's the point where they've been coming to us. We would love to see more projects hit that point of realizing we need native privacy, not when they've already been building the project for a year and a half, but even in their earliest stages. So with the ecosystem fund is also coming this shockwave growth initiative. We've talked about a lot of educational initiatives around Web3 privacy coming with that. So between that, uh, better documentation, better funding, better community support, all that is rolled up into what we're doing right now with the ecosystem fund with shockwave and just trying to get a hundred projects building on the network in the first half of this year, hundreds of thousands of users onboarded into the network, uh, yeah, that's where we are now. That's the fund. That's shockwave. That's, that's everything we're trying to pack into a short amount of time, but that's how you got to do it in crypto where you can't really scale.
0: Yeah, no, it, agreed, agreed. Um, so, uh, so uh, how are you planning? How are you guys planning on deploying these, uh, are they just going to be grants to like given to teams and the teams to decide how they deploy the grants Um, Is there going to be like liquidity mining for the ecosystem to like bring TVL um, into the ecosystem for like short term gain or how do you guys see yourselves, uh, I guess like differentiating, differentiating yourselves from other ecosystem funds?
1: Yeah. Good question. So again, there's, there's a difference between the ecosystem fund, which is this external capital, right? That, which has been yet to be deployed, which is primarily for these, seed rounds and a rounds because we want every team building on secret to be self-sustaining. So this is for project teams. who are building actual companies or who are doing, you know, token sales on the network and have a long-term roadmap for self-sustainability. And then then, that, and that, that is the $225 million ecosystem fund. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Perfect. But there's also the accelerator pool. So to your question around where do the grants come from, where would on-chain incentives come from? Like, you know, these, uh, whatever you'd call I guess avalanche rush kind of falls into something like this. Anything that's like an on-chain incentive to bring TVL or adoption. Yeah, things like that can be really effective at an early stage, but that's, that's still mercenary capital. What I'd rather see is grants that lay the foundation for teams to then go straight to that ecosystem fund and build applications that get long-term adoption. I, I have a personal thesis that I think is going to be borne out in 2022. 2021 was kind of the year of... You know L1, TVL, and a lot of narratives around that. But now we're in this hyper-connected, multi-chain, super-fluid Web3 universe where capital is just going to go where it's wanted at all times. And you can't really hope to contain it or centralize it on one application or one platform in the long term. Capital wants to move. It wants to flow. It wants to be a productive asset. So instead, we're focused on building the largest user base. We're focused on building applications that can only exist on secret. So there's no risk of them being ported to another network. They make great use of our privacy native features. And we want to put a lot of money behind that because we know that that's stickier. Users are sticky. Ethos is sticky. Applications are sticky. TVL less so. Uh, But if we do sort of those kind of network level incentives for DeFi and TVL, that would come from the accelerator pool. It's something that's been tried before. We had some incentives for using the Ethereum bridge, for example, when that was first launched. And individual applications in the network can absolutely do their own incentive model. Uh, we've definitely seen chains like Osmosis do this to great effect, where the whole network was effectively optimized around like early stage incentives for uh, being early liquidity providers. They didn't have to do Anything insane? Essentially, they did it at the application level. It's just that the application was entire the entire network. So I think with more DeFi applications launching on Secret soon, you'll see this happen. Maybe not with like Secret-based incentive like SCRT, but there'll be great economic models, sustainable token economic models that will bring TVL to the network. Um, and we will be not only a privacy hub, but but a liquidity hub, and an NFT hub, and all of these other great things that come when you got a very clear value proposition and a ton of interoperability.
0: Okay, so uh, you're kind of elaborating on like I'm, I'm going to botch this, but some like dApps you would like to see? This is kind of my question. So like, what are some applications and dApps that you would want to see to come over to uh, Secret to help bring uh, users and to like um uh, what am I trying to cement their relationship with the uh, secret ecosystem? Are so, you uh, asking
3: about like the categories of uh, different De- DeFi building blocks?
0: No, I'm. I guess what I'm saying with this question is, um, it, it, I guess it's almost a little bit off what I kind of just asked. Like, how are you going to differentiate yourself? So, like. Uh, so I guess like Harmony kind of has like DeFi kingdoms, right? So they kind of have like their own gaming and metaverse play. Um, and then I guess like with, with Secret, I guess what I'm asking is like what uh, content or like application, uh, whether it's like Web 2 or Web 3, would you ideally want to see to come over to um, Secret? Like within reason too. So like I guess one... Everything's just,
1: within reason
0: yeah I, I agree so i guess just to elaborate a little bit more is like something like only fans i think would be a great use case for secret <laughs> you know, and i'm not not showing OnlyFans. fans <laughs> no i agree but,
1: but yeah, that's well, just kind of
0: where i see this stuff go
1: i i hear it well here's the funny thing uh if we were starting web3 again today there's no ethereum there's no Solana, there's none of these things and we were considering what data model we would want to use for any application we would be building privacy first. The reason we didn't start with privacy first blockchains is because blockchains are not a privacy technology. They are explicitly designed to be shitty at that. And that's okay, but it's not like blockchains were ever presented initially as the foundation for Web3. They were actually presented as Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin was the original blockchain and it wasn't meant to then proliferate into 70 million other blockchains. It was explicitly designed for a like, public and auditable financial system on permissionless rails. And even Satoshi, him or herself, basically said, if we could find a way to put privacy on this, it would be even better. Like there's plenty of writings where they're explicitly stating that. So looking now at the kinds of things that you should be building on secret, there's nothing that like, the thing is people's minds always jump to these kinds of use cases. Like, well, of course you should use it for explicit content or for you know, super sensitive you know money laundering and mixing. It's like, that's not how I think about secret at all. I just think about if we wanna build a permissionless web that's much more empowering, much more accessible, it should be privacy by default because that's just the right way to do it. We didn't build it that way mostly by accident and because privacy is really, really hard. But now that we have the opportunity to, to fix that, every application we're building for Web3 should start privacy by default. It should start on secret. We shouldn't have to think about why should it be on secret? We should be thinking about why would we ever considering trying to build this on a public by default chain? The big reason to do that right now is because they come with a lot of TVL or they come with a big user base. But we know that that is something that can change in a heartbeat. We saw multiple L1s in 2021 completely explode. And it wasn't like Ethereum sucked all the air out of the room solana and terra and avalanche build their own incredible universes so we're doing the same thing and you can have every type of application on secret it just so happens that you can have a hundred more types of applications on secret in addition so i don't want you to think small hearing about what the network can do and think oh well i guess you could do this like move everything over we're perfect for gaming use cases who wants to play a game where every player has exactly the same information as every other player that's boring Secret makes it super easy to do things like randomness, imperfect information games, fog of war games. All of that is perfect on us. And mostly with other blockchains, they're kind of backfilling a use case. We don't see it that way. We already know what we stand for. We stand for native privacy and Web3. And any half decent application or use case for Web3 is going to at some point need native data privacy. Everything should get built on Secret. And anything that's built on any other chain right now should come to secret we we should build it in our universe there's there's nothing that you can't build on secret and there's tons of things you can only build on secret
0: Uh, that was a great pitch i'm I'm buying secret right now (laughs) um Um, yeah what's it called
3: always What are you? What are you kind of seeing uh, in terms of like, uh, since like you know, you guys releasing the kind of like the fund announcement? What what kind of projects are you guys seeing in the pipeline right now? I mean, the uh, secret I think has CNA, which has the, you know, which is serving as like the, you know, like the I guess like baseline layer as a like a swap. Um, but there are a lot of other pieces that you know, needs to be put together in order for, you know, like the ecosystem to have kind of like branches into multiple places, like DeFi, you know, being the obvious one to suck up all the, you know, as much TVL as possible. But, you know, like after that, you you need a lot of other stuff. Um, You know, like I think Solana and AVAX has kind kind of gotten like head start in terms of you know diversifying their ecosystem with different branches, and you know BSC has been heavily into you know like the success of PancakeSwap as well as some of their gaming stuff. Like they're they're like very prominent on this space, right? So I'm just kind of wondering like what kind of projects that you guys are seeing, and maybe you know projects. The, we're obviously one of the participants of like the you know like the ecosystem fund. I'm just kind of wondering like what your focuses in terms of like highlighting some of these like priorities
1: yeah uh so what we're seeing already i mean the ecosystem fund is going to unlock a lot of new interest but we started the ecosystem fund precisely because there were so many projects that were starting in the ecosystem that didn't have a direct path to funding like they were just going to kind of go piece by piece to investors and we already had so many great investors with at the layer one or at our application layer this was just a better way to get all those people connected. Uh, I think the key building blocks for any L1 ecosystem, so I, I've actually written about this before, the whole point of having a huge user base in blockchain, to have all these individual empowered users, to have a bunch of permissionless systems, the whole point is to create things, applications that then hyper connect those individuals. So DEXs are a great example of a key application that hyperconnect individuals like all that superfluid capital sitting in lp pools anybody trading at any time anybody can be participating as a liquidity provider or as a liquidity taker but it's a two-sided marketplace essentially for liquidity uh similarly on the nft side key application is a marketplace so we recently had stash launch on Mainnet. that's the primary secret nft marketplace right now and that is a place where creators are matched with collectors And a lot of creators are also collectors and a lot of collectors are also creators. So again, anybody can create, anybody can collect. You have this great two-sided marketplace that powers a lot of activity on the network and it's self-sustaining. On top of those primitives, you get things like that make these into productive assets. So gaming and metaverse turns NFTs into productive assets in these universes. And similarly on the DeFi side, lending platforms uh, and credit platforms and, and things that give you leverage or, or launch pads. Those are all these sort of derivative platforms that are taking existing assets and making them productive. So there's that vast liquidity level that's about, all about hyperconnectivity and hyperfluidity. Then there's the application layer even sitting on top of that, those hyper-fluid tokens, whether they're fungible or non-fungible, that create utility and productivity for those assets. That's the layer that we're really seeing built out right now. And that's including some really interesting projects like Shade, which is doing synthetics and a private stable coin called Silk. These are primitives that are going to be really unique on Secret as well, that become a basis for expanding TPL even further and then can attract. The other thing you want to do, right, is have bridges. So the fact that we can attract TVL and users from other ecosystems, whether it's EVM chains like ETH or BSC, or whether it's via IBC from chains like Osmosis or Terra or Atom, or you know any other bridges that we would develop to Solana, Avalanche, or whether we'd uh, integrate with Wormhole, all of that turns Secret into a destination for users and capital, and especially cultural assets. And there's a huge argument for why Secret should be the settlement and issuance layer for any cultural asset because of the native privacy guarantees. Uh, so those are those are kind of the categories I would lump it all into. Uh, we're definitely still looking to fund out and build out a lot of those primitives, but we're definitely already ready to start seeing that productivity layer emerge for these gaming universes, these metaverses, also for these next-level DeFi applications, uh, and also, again, for these identity layers that can then power applications built on top of them. This, this is where we're at as an ecosystem. Uh, and... I think for everything I just named, somebody is fundraising currently and building currently in each one of those categories. and we'll be happy to show that to the ecosystem fund and we're we're gonna be happy when they all get funded by some of the best backers in the world.
3: Nice. Yeah. Looking forward.
1: Cool. Guys, I, I hate that I only have like another five to ten on this space. I know. I know that people are No, I, I think that's
3: perfect. Because uh, we can uh, we can go into more general stuff um, after this as well. So, great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. Unless uh, any of their partners or team members have any questions,
0: I think I'm good on questions. But I think we have two narratives that could be in a similar niche that uh, Tor can maybe give us some insights on. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think the the one that I think I find the most interesting is like um, a a star uh, a a chain on um, a a pair one of the polkadot parachains. They are um, they're building a bridge currently between Dot and Atom, uh, the Dot and Atom ecosystem. Do you uh, see more? Uh, like how do you see the relationship between like dot and uh, Adam panning out in the next year or, or months
1: it's a good question the, the biggest thing that people need to understand if you're kind of new to these interoperability narratives is that dot very much has sort of a hub and spoke model to interoperability and cosmos is more of a net, a mesh network so all these different chains are connecting to each other for different reasons. They all get different utility. And there's some natural hubs like Osmosis is becoming a liquidity hub. Secret is a privacy hub. Terra is a stable coin hub. Uh, But they sort of naturally emerge out of a general interconnectivity. Dot is much more hub and spoke. You've got Dot and then you've got all these parachains. But value capture doesn't work the same way in the cosmos universe, meaning all of these sovereign chains can be super, super valuable and independent by themselves. That's why you see Terra being a top 10 network effectively, even higher valuation than Cosmos. But you also see like the crypto.com chain, another Tendermint chain all the way up there. And you could easily see Secret, a top 20 chain as well, all the way up there. None of these chains are subservient to a master hub chain. They're all sovereign chains that get all of their value from how interoperable they are. And the Dot universe, not really the same. And projects like Astar, formerly Plasm, who we've been working with actually for quite some time, they're just showing that it is a hyperconnected future. And who's to say that the dot shared security model is going to be appropriate for that future. Maybe it's gonna make a lot more sense to have individual validator sets for all of these application specific tendermint networks. That's kind of the whole cosmos thesis. And it's our thesis with Secret too, because our validators have very particular properties So that they can serve privacy to the entire user base of secret and to all the interconnected chains um so that's i I definitely think people are going to start taking a more nuanced view to interoperability they're also going to understand that there's a very big difference between the cosmos ecosystem and atom as an asset they're so used to dot or they're so used to avalanche they're so used to there being some sort of one main hub asset that takes all the value cosmos doesn't work that way each of these chains is valuable And collectively, I think the Cosmos ecosystem is already the second most valuable ecosystem, period. If you sum up the value across all those chains, I I think it's already there. The crazy thing is how much more it has to grow because these are all sovereign networks interconnecting. So yeah, but I love the ASTAR team. I love what they're trying to do. And if this is just one more connection, again, they're doing this with IBC. They're connecting to the Cosmos with IBC the same way we are. This is gonna drive so much value Two Cosmos chains in particular, like Secret, that are now going to interconnect to this entirely new universe. There's a very big argument to say that the biggest hubs in the Cosmos ecosystem after these new IBC bridges get built will only become even bigger hubs, but it will be because they're providing the most utility, not because they were built to be a hub from scratch the same way that like DOT would have been in that ecosystem.
0: Nice. I think that gave a lot of clarity from a uh, from your guys' point of view too. So thank you, yeah, thanks for that uh, insights there. Yeah. Sure. Um, if if you want to get going, I think uh, I don't want to hold you for too long, so um, we can start moving to other stuff. But um, yeah, we're going to be talking about the IBC ecosystem. So if you do have a bit more time, then you're feel free to hang out. But, uh, yeah, thank you for coming on today.
1: Thank you for inviting me on, guys. I mean, happy to join again at a future date. Uh, I should I should note, feel free to follow me, but we also do secret spaces every Tuesday. We did one today. It's at 6 p.m. UTC, 1 p.m. Eastern time. So anybody listening in now, especially the M6 team, feel free to join the next secret space. We can bring you guys up on, spa- on stage, too, have you talk to... More builders in the secret ecosystem. I, I, they would love to see more ecosystem fund participants showing up for the spaces. So happy to extend that invite to see you guys there.
2: Nice sounds good. Yeah, I'd love to join. Yeah.
1: Amazing. No, thank you guys for having me. I gotta. I do have to drop off. Sadly, it's been a long day, and I've got noise. Thanks for coming in, dude. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> I see you, agents. Thanks for showing up. Cheers, guys. See ya
3: yeah thank you have a good day are there community called agents
2: uh it's the i guess so and secret agents right and uh, i guess also smart. The dude when i was at harmony
3: like we were arguing about whether to call the those community i think it was like Harmonians or harmonauts? Oh there's like that's, a, that's a two week yeah two-week two debate about harmonians or harmonauts. I don't know what they went with. Like actually. the play on one was cool, I think. Um, yeah, the ones. We oh yeah, yeah. When we like we created this like whole um, core community called the ones. And yeah, then I think right. that became, like, a like, a, like a really strong, like, internal community that started building out, like, some of the other communities. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, what's it called? Yeah. Uh, Get back on the narratives and
0: back Yeah, on that's that.
3: where I'm, I'm just, like... I'm answering messages right now. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Yeah, let's get back on some of the narratives. Um, first, I think, yeah, like the market. <laughs> like, how do we not address this? <laughs> like, it's, it's, uh, it's. I mean, it was a fun weekend, I think. Um, fun as in, like, painful. Fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. just reassuring myself. Like, oh, bounce is coming anytime. now. <laughs> oh, my
3: God. Yeah, it was like, it was crazy. Like, I've. It, it was it was like uh it was very uh, very different like how that slided like I've I i do not think I've seen something like that other than even during COVID right it wasn't like this
2: yeah With COVID it, it was like,
3: like it's like a flash and then the, you know it's
2: hasn't been this long yeah yeah
3: it, it didn't go like two months down, and after two months, like, really started sliding, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, so, been kind of
2: rough, yeah. I, I would say, yeah. like, at this point, like, it's, uh, it's, it even feels a little bit lower than summer crash, um, the kind of people's uh, morale
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, like, macro, I think there's a, uh, so well, someone explained to me, like, what why is tomorrow's meetings um uh significant? Is it because like they're gonna decide whether to raise the interest rates or not?
1: Yeah. David's
3: here, so he probably knows more than I do. But... <laughs> David's here. I don't know if he's, he's still here. But Thank anyways, yeah. Mean... Yeah, like yeah, if if like anyone has like, you know, good kind of like context to add on this just apply to be a speaker and I think we can get him on. But anyways, yeah.
2: I think
0: we got a couple of requests, but it's, it's hard to, you know.
2: Yeah, pretty much like tomorrow's <laughs> tomorrow's meeting is uh, very simply like interest rates, um, whether there's going to be a race or not. So it's expected to be like three races this year. And, and um, uh obviously a uh, interest rate raise would cause um definitely a bit more um rough time in the markets overall and that uh, like bitcoin is very risk on correlated with uh, stock markets so people are kind of trying to price that in um but i did hear this morning that um uh, oh. There's uh, some uh, relationship with their plans to purchase bonds. Um, to um, I guess what do you even call that? that uh, the other way of um, I guess they're easing and um, and they said, uh, if, yeah, "What's it called?" Um, So they plan that they they might be buying bonds in March, and it looks like they didn't want to mix the buying of uh, bonds with uh, the interest rate race. Uh, Yeah, I'll try to bring up an article as well. This is fresh, so I I don't really have addressed it yet
3: yeah anyways I, I think yeah like yeah like i think uh, tomorrow looks like a lot of people i i i just kind of like knew it as like maybe um it's going to be determining interest rate and if baseline interest rates goes up or down the market will
2: obviously pretty much you know, yeah i'm
3: it's yeah, like, it assuming down, right? it's going to react
2: as as it, yeah as long as it doesn't go up uh as long as they don't raise rates tomorrow uh should be so better. they already made a plan to raise it three times this year right and i guess yeah tomorrow's gonna be like where we kind of hope that they change their mind that's pretty much like what we're all kind of waiting for yeah
3: yeah um anyways so yeah i guess that's 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 like a little bit about the market i know a lot of people are hurting right now you know um like in terms of the market and you know like kind of like the recent few days so yeah i guess like you yeah, know we'll we'll kind of see but i think i don't know like I, I've, I've been hearing some ridiculous numbers like when, when it was going down like you know, people are like, oh, it's going to ten K, 15K, and that's why I know it's like, okay, like this is like a little bit a little bit too ridiculous. There's still so much like development that happened in this space that I don't know if it's like if it justifies like, yeah, sure, some some like a lot of the I feel like a lot of the tokens, especially Alts are are overvalued. Um based on where they're at, um, but, you know, I guess like what really isn't these days. So that's one of the things that I've kind of looking at, um, like with traditional market and crypto, um, yeah, just kind of like how that will, yeah, like how the traditional market will impact crypto, vice versa. Um, Having said that, that's kind of the market. Um, yeah, like, what do we... What what, what what narratives do we have that we want to discuss today? There's one
2: pretty fresh one. Um, so Parallel Prime Proposal just dropped, uh, like, 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago. Did um, you read anything about it? I read the whole... I briefed through it already. So there's basically... Um, it's quite a... Diverse, like a prime token allocation. It's not just the prime keys. Um, yes. And um, there's like uh, 11% to the prime kind of assets, like I think prime keys and cores and like callous drives, probably. I haven't seen a full list, but. There will be a lot of play to earn actually. 30% of the supply, which is like largest portion, uh, will be play to earn. And so basically, like playing the parallel card game, or um, two plan tokens. Uh, is parallel part- still
0: relevant? It's, it's yeah. very relevant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Because,
2: yeah.
3: like, I haven't really seen, I guess, like, yeah, in terms of like NFTs, um, it does feel like it, it's kind of getting narrowed down to the few. Um, but yeah, like I maybe I don't know enough to kind of like have, have a you know strong conviction about it. I'm just wondering, like I, I know it used to be very, very, very hot things like parallel. I'm just wondering what's kind of like driving that narrative at the moment for parallel. There's,
2: only quite a f- like a few games with uh, started with NFTs and later done a token and now it's like token's doing well. Um, mm. Like Treasure uh, Magic is doing pretty well. They launched um, uh, I think their first world today um, on Arbitrum. Now, like you can just, so that one is basically like profile picture battles. You can battle your punk against the ape. Um, and you earn the token and mm-hmm. block up a token to like boost your power or something. Um, so they're doing pretty decent because they, they actually built the game. Uh, it's like it, it was derived from loot, right? Most other things from loot died, but these guys kind of survived. Um, and then parallel, um, they have another drop right next, I think, very soon. End uh, of February? Yeah. And, um...
0: To, now to we answer have the
2: your, token, right? It's play to arm, so
0: yeah. And I think to answer your question a bit more, Garlem is, I think we saw initially saw a heart uh, like parallel catch a lot of hype during NFT summer. Um there's a lot of undervalued like assets that a lot of people made decent money on. And I think again, like August through or maybe like September through November, we had like the gaming narrative, which I highlighted Prime a lot during then. And yes. it, yeah, it was kind of just too saturated. And then again, when it comes to the prime keys, like I initially thought that the prime keys were getting one hundred percent of the allocation, or at least a significant part. And then my conviction on that slowly changed. And um, what they got ten percent in the end?
2: Uh eleven percent and not just prime keys, it seems like. It'll be a lot of the top carts.
0: Yeah, a lot of the assets, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um so, yeah, I'm kind of glad I, I didn't buy a prime key in the end. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's
3: th- the allocation only is like 10%. Is that why?
0: Yeah.
2: So, like... Um, what, yeah, people I mean. suspected that it was going to be, like, the whole allocation, like 100% right, of the right. supply. Yeah, right, so, Um, But it doesn't seem so. But but I think... Um, now that it's out, like it's, it's pretty. They built the tokenomics decently well. Like it seems like there's a lot of feedback to for people to spend the uh, token in game and uh, going back to the NFT stakers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it the
3: only thing well that back. I'm really like. <sighs> cautious. I guess, yeah, like, right now, what is it, like, what's Paragon at? Like, it's, uh, the total valuation is, like, uh, like a 75 <laughs> million? Paragons?
2: Yeah. Yeah, 70 million?
3: Yeah. Yeah, 70 mil. Um, so I guess it's not insanely valued in terms of valuation. Um, I guess the only thing that I worry about with a lot of these games is especially with the traditional market kind of like, you know, like going here and there um, is like a lot of these games haven't really gotten users um, or the game mechanics really figured out. I guess like the designs are there, but, you know, like people haven't played enough to, you know, like really know whether it's going to be good or not
0: yeah yet still
3: uh, they they have like these really inflated valuation right like for example like Illuvium Star Atlas and I'm not no way saying it's like you know those are going to be bad games but it's just like compared to you know what it is proven you know like it's a it's it's little it makes me a little
2: cautious like yeah yeah, I, I get what you mean. Like, I, I, I don't know, like, um, the Parallel as a card game success, like, how popular it would be. Uh, it's, it's pretty debatable, right? Um, but yeah. I think this is... They put a lot of thought into this, because so, the Prime token is not um, only in the Parallel game. Mm. Um, they made this, like, other foundation called the Ashlam Prime Foundation, Basically, it's um, it's providing like tools for, like play to run games. So like you, you have they they have like card bonding or NFT bonding, they have, like wallets, uh, for the profiles. Um, they have like a AR standard that like reads the cards. Um, right, and then so they're kind of separating the the. Token utility and NFT utility parts into like, a separate, like tech, technology network kind of, and then parallel is just like one game that uses it. I, I think this is um, a pretty abstract idea, but like it can make a a bigger vision. Uh, very paradigm like, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, it's cool. Um, so there's the separate mm-hmm. white paper now for this, um, <laughs> aside from parallel. So,
0: so like parallel, I kind of just did the math real quick. It with the prime keys current valuation and whatnot, they're around a, a billion dollar market cap though. So I it's know, like okay. it's you know the risk to reward. Wait, so you mean
2: like buying a prime key for just a token?
0: Yes, so okay. pretty much the math I did was, you know, the, the, uh, the cost of a prime key times the total, total supply of the prime key times 10x, which would be the 11%, uh, you know, just fully diluted valuation, I should say. Right. Um, so, yeah, fully diluted, it's closer to a billion dollar market cap. So, okay. uh-huh. yeah, I, yeah, I'm kind of glad I, I sat out on this one. I'm still pretty uh, bullish on the game overall. I think it will still kind of see, you know, see a lot of adoption in the end, but it's it's still really speculative. Especially for its current valuation.
2: Yeah. Well, uh I like this token to be honest. Um uh It's very similar to Treasure, uh, the Magic Token, like, um, uh, because it's not just like one game. So the the Treasure, like the battle game, is like what they built. But there's a couple others that also use the loot NFTs and also use the Magic Token and do like play to earn in their own game. They're kind of copying that with like parallel. Cards and their approved NFTs and the Prime token, uh, and then like they might have other teams build um, other games using this. And they have some other like tag on top of it, like the AR display and wallet profiles, maybe like card drops, the things that they've built for the parallel drops that, that those could be used right for, um, you know, like other NFT drops. That That's interesting
3: actually I mean yeah I've I, no doubt that like you know um, based on based on how things are moving right now um, with the gaming like narrative and even in the macro markets you know like I think Microsoft has like spent like I don't know like hundred 130 mil in mm-hmm. sorry 130 bill in cash in the last like, I don't know, three years to acquire like all these gaming companies, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, like we haven't really seen that effect kind of trickle into crypto yet. Just like, you know, like how like Metaverse, you know, like just Facebook rebranding to Metaverse just like suddenly like, you know, uplifted all the Metaverse games somehow. Um, I don't think we've seen that effect. So I still think there is a big kind of gap between how people understand game in crypto versus how people understand game in, you know, um, the traditional side. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people see them separately. When in fact, I feel like it could be in, it probably will be kind of the same way where a lot of the NFT mechanics um, and, you know, like play mechanics will flow into the traditional game markets. Um, maybe it's not tomorrow. Maybe it's like six months or year or two from now, but I do believe that it's going to flow in. So, yeah, like very bullish on the games. Um, but having said that, I feel like the bar is going to be a lot higher for these games. Um, so, unless these are like really, really, like simple games, like mobile games. Um, like if it's like, that's why I feel more skeptical at like these big games um, versus like small mobile games. Cause like mobile games have, might be counterintuitive but you know, like I feel like they have like a easier adoption cycle than some of these like big games. And I do feel like crypto kind of lacks that resource to create you know, some of these big big ones. But yeah, like, uh, parallel obviously it has, has the funding. So
2: the, it could work out. But
3: with the game yeah, cycle. Like,
2: most of this stuff we're talking about <laughs> isn't like no actual just gamer alone knows about any of these. So yeah, yeah. it's all just crypto games. Uh... So money games. Like, if you, if you don't, if you're not in crypto, you haven't heard it. Um, that's the yeah there's a big big chasm there still definitely. Um, I was just showing my, my friend um, Illuvium last night like Illuvium and Big Time as like kind of the pretty major games like Big Time looked kind of convincing and then he saw the Illuvium trailer but it turned out to be a Dota auto Chess type of game and he was kind of shocked and <laughs> like he asked me how much they raised and I told him let's value that like a billion dollar mark cap and and yeah he didn't know what to say so (laughs) um (laughs) yeah
0: yeah some of these yeah some of these games are going to be red for a while
2: but comparatively speaking right there's it's it's pretty high quality comparing to some other stuff so it's just the overall space hasn't really had the time to to really get that Sure, and adopt it yet. Yeah,
0: I I do think that there's a big use case for like the big narrative for like gaming on privacy chains too. Um, that will inevitably come, uh, also.
2: But how does it compare to like all the zk's, like zk snarks? You know, like uh, Starkware. What, what do you, what you mean, like? Like the chain wise, right? Like, yeah, secret compared to <clears throat> like, uh, let's see, there are like, uh, ZK that are coming up, right? Uh, Ziki yeah, those think... are for scaling mostly, like, in terms of privacy, like, all twos. I don't think anyone, um, I think AdStack has privacy. Native, but I don't think it's um, Starkware and CK Sync. Like, these guys are targeting privacy in the first place. It was the CK technology there is used as part of the roll-up to oh, the scale. Right? Yeah, to scale and to, like, make sure it's, like, always up to date with the main chain. Um, yeah.
3: Anything else? Um, On the narrative side?
0: Uh, Yeah, I guess we have two more. Okay, so one more quick news that I thought was really interesting is uh, Abracadabra. They are working on uh, person-to-person home loans, and they're working on the legal side of that currently. Um, Yeah, I kind of thought that was... what, what, What is it? It's P2P home loans, which I'm... Assuming is person to person home loans. Home
2: loans, um, like
0: and...
3: home loans, as in like like buying actual homes.
0: Yeah, in please, real life. Yeah, I'll I'll send you the link. Um, like mortgages, like person to person peer to peer mortgages. So I. Uh, I think it's home loans. Um, I, Wait, I, what's the difference between home loans and mortgages? You know, I do not know. Uh, I don't even have a home, bro. <laughs> <girl. laughs> um, yeah, I don't have like a home um, either. Is
1: or is
2: it actually like a loan? Uh,
0: I'm sorry, what was that?
2: So
1: it's, it's like a um, line of credit based off of your um, equity or is it actually like a loan?
0: I think the, the details that we have currently are really limited. I just have seen a tweet kind of, and he just said that he's working on the legal side of it right now, but they, they finalized, uh, you know, uh, their side and then they just shipped it to the the legal, uh, department. So yeah, permissionless P2P home loans with abracadabra V2, uh, just completed the design moving forward with legal entity uh, for proof of concept. No matter the market conditions, frogs were here to, you know, get money <laughs> yeah. to more frogs. Blah
3: blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. The yeah the, 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 the PS part where he always puts, the yeah, the Frog yeah. Nation rules them all. Yeah, um,
0: interesting. I just put it in the uh, the intern chat too. But yeah, I definitely, That definitely caught my eye. But it's like that's it, it's a it's something in the making. Uh, So, yeah, I'm watching that, definitely. Uh, The IBC ecosystem, I mean, it's just been holding uh, SETI pretty well, holding its strength. And I'm really sure... I'm not really involved too much with the IBC ecosystem, but I'm really sure it's because they have a few airdrops lined up. Uh, I think Bacon can give a little bit more insights on that.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, so if you stake... um... Uh, Adam, in like actual non-custodial, well, you can have like ton of airdrops uh, um, for this year at least. So, like it's gonna only ramp up more because they have interchain staking soon, so mm. it allow for more um, chains to have like. Um, I think it's like if you. Um, yeah, I don't know like how specifically that will be boosting more airdrops but but it, it will um, like you can basically stake Atom and help another new chain with their proof of stake security and then if, if you like stake towards them they can airdrop their tokens to you so this mm-hmm. is like the way that a lot of Atom projects will launch this year um, yeah uh, mm-hmm. Hard to say how profitable it will be, but it was pro- pretty profitable last year because there was like Osmosis and Juno and um, a bunch of others that were that were pretty good. So I
0: faded. Be, yeah. I faded all of those.
2: Same, yeah. I when I saw Juno come out first, I was like, "Yeah, what what was this like?" Ethereum well, only network, yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's like, um, yeah, it's actually still pretty. A lot of people are having, haven't really talked about these airdrops outside of that on the ecosystem. It's kind of closed ecosystem still.
0: It's kind of weird how like the EVM like crowd is separated from like the IPC crowd to some extent. That's what I've noticed on on crypto Twitter. Um. Anyways, uh, like NFT market is showing strength. Um. Again, like, I don't I don't mess with NFTs too much, but, like, we're seeing, uh, like, board APR clubs, I think, are, like, well past the valuation for punks, and I think they're, I think kind of the two, uh, one board APR club for two punks is kind of, like, the new narrative that's sprouted up. Um, and, yeah, obviously, if you want to get into NFTs, like, just jump into mints. Mints are going to be their most profitable return on investment and kind of fade the secondary market where people are trying to get you to buy their shit. Um, yeah. Anything else on the, uh, NFT side?
2: Uh,
3: No NFTs. I I stopped looking at it. I, I lose lose money on NFTs. <laughs> Me too. You got you got to sell them?
0: Yeah,
3: so lose <laughs> yeah, yeah, money on NFTs best,
2: like, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. So. Only thing that I made money on is Sandbox lands, and is because you know it was too difficult to sell them. <laughs>
0: So
3: <laughs> held it, held yeah. it all the way, and now, uh, yeah, now
0: it's in, it's in profit. But yeah, dude, in like, in like three years from now, you're gonna be like, fuck, why didn't I mint more shit back then? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah, yeah Sandbox. Every, I think it was like a year and a half. Yeah, it took a year NFT, and a half.
0: Every yeah. NFT prior to 2020 is like <laughs> tens of thousands. You know Yeah, <laughs> I,
3: mean, I mean that's good because I never sell my NFTs. Like, literally, yeah, like, I, I hold everything that I bought. So, yeah, it's like... It's yeah, you
0: wonder why you're losing
3: money. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I just can't, yeah, like, I just can't find that timing, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah have, so, have you guys looked at Pegaxi recently? They're just fucking going up. <laughs> no, yeah, Pegaxi has yeah, been doing well, yeah. Ain't no yeah. bear market. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah.
0: What's their token again? I PGX. Uh, PGX, yeah. PGX. Yeah. Dude, another opportunity. I was like, nah, it's a horse racing game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know.
3: No, it's a unicorn. It's not a horse. <laughs> my, my bad. <laughs>
0: I gotta got <laughs> gotta, gotta respect Phil and his kind. They have,
3: they have so many guilds in there. Oh my gosh. Have so many yeah, guilds. we're we're we we're, we're trying to get a lot of those guilds into our system as well.
0: Yeah. Dude, yeah, the twenty five million dollar market cap. I guess FNC is something that I'm watching too. Um,
2: fancy. Crazy Rabbits thing. Sorry, what, what um, so, um, the one that the LBP
0: yeah, yes. Um, so that's currently like $12 million fancy market cap. Bird. Yeah, Fancy Birds. Uh, it's currently $12 million market cap. And on February 7th, they'll have their last day of whitelist. February 10th through the 15th, they'll have minting. And then on the 16th, they'll have the launch. So I think like towards the end of January, uh, it might be worth like accumulating and trying to maybe front run yeah trying to sell into the hype i think is probably what i'm gonna do but like the market's looking a little risky so who knows?
3: yeah i would definitely yeah like i would definitely like um i guess like yeah like be cautious with the exposure because like it's it's like macro forces that are moving it's it's not as easy as like you know like you're riding the trend of like an upward market it's like the macro forces can you know like make a tectonic shift in like you know which way the you know like the bigger for bigger like trend goes so i feel like it it is a lot more a lot riskier in terms of yeah like if you're if you're betting on like these small battles like small exposures it can be, it can be a lot more really scary.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, yeah. I mean, be more strict with the valuations. Like, has to make sense. Yeah,
3: I'm, I'm really looking forward to actually, like, you know, projects coming coming out with like a more reasonable valuations. Yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah, That's... we've been we've been inflated for
0: for quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to pick which fucking Vaporware, you know, application you want to back for $600 million market cap.
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly,
0: yeah. Yeah, and they're all crypto games too.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh,
2: yeah, it's, it's a bit weird.
0: Yeah, anyways, I think that's, that's it from the narratives. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it for me, so. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. okay. Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, also, I, I think, uh, like, just going forward, like, I was watching this thing today on YouTube. And do you know that um, Apple makes more money? in terms of like gaming commission from their app store then sony nintendo blizzard and like the big four combined holy crap that they is, make that's... they make about 10 dil a year yeah so that's <laughs> just on gaming i didn't know just on commissions just on like the 30% i think it, they they take 30% on commissions right right um, from the App Store. <laughs> like, it's insane. I mean, like, I mean, as I was watching that, I was like, I can see why the layer ones are valued, they are. And like, I can see why they're like so gung ho and like, you know, growing the ecosystem because mm-hmm. honestly, nothing beats an ecosystem play. You know, like, you think all these YouTubers are uh, making a buck. Think about how much YouTube is making. Yeah, Like, YouTubers are, yeah, like, no matter how much YouTubers make, it's like, you know,
0: YouTube is, like, literally million-xing that, right? Well, YouTube's kind of like the McDonald's, like, business model. It's like, we have this one, you know, business where you think we make or, like, you know, they're really selling data is kind of what I'm getting at for YouTube. And, like, algorithms and stuff. And, and, uh, obviously, advertisements, too, but... Um, Like, I just feel like,
3: you know, like in terms of like investment, right? Like if I see like anything, you know, like in terms of like the market that hasn't been explored, you know, things like metaverse and whatnot, anything that has like a glimpse of being a platform or a ecosystem play, that's like, you know, you you just like whatever you throw money in there. like, I feel like it's, that's going to be, you know, like, if you get even one of those right, that all just make up for everything.
2: Yeah, totally. Like, I, I totally get what me. mean. Like, it's um a, a lot of the applications like if they could spin it, or if they have a niche use case, but they spin it as a decentralized network. Like, it all of a sudden it becomes much more, um, you know, attractive. Yeah, Yeah, because I I think
3: that's why like, you know, like going into ecosystems, you know, like being an ecosystem partner um, of like a secret network is like a no brainer is like, because it's like, yeah, like any ecosystem like that, that can't has the potential to, you know, start pulling other projects in and being being the ecosystem that can take commission or, you know, some kind of piece of everything that's being built on top, that's, that's like, incredible value. Like, I'm beginning to see, like, how powerful, like, platform ecosystem plays are. Because, like, I, I saw that data, I was like, that's that's unreal. Like, these guys are literally, they're in, their main business model is to make money out of games, all these big four. And these guys can't compete with Apple, which like which one of their very, very like one of the few business model is to run an app store. And like this is just from gaming commission. Just gaming commission. I, like they're not counting any other commission. Like, you know, all the other apps that are going on on um, Apple it's just gaming. <laughs> so,
0: so, are they counting like the in-store per- like in app in-store purchases,
3: yeah, app store purchases um, uh also like within games, you do like in-game wow. purchases, right? Yeah. Um so they take 30% of all of that as well. Because it That's goes amazing. through not the platform itself, but you have to go through like Apple like the App Store to like purchase those like you know like gold coins and whatnot. Yeah so it's it's like platform plays are just incredible. Yeah. Yeah like I, I think like 10 years later I think everyone's beginning to see it, like how powerful they are. I, I think still like that I don't think people have quite realized it. And I think Maybe the reason why the layer ones did so well last year is because like they saw how some of these building blocks started like coming into these two different places. And maybe, yeah, like, you know, like basically if, if crypto gets bigger, the biggest um, benefactor, isn't bitcoin i don't think biggest benefactor are the layer ones because as the ecosystem gets bigger and like these all these like you know like kind of like orphan projects start finding other ecosystem to build in that basically feeds the ecosystem into you know like it, it grows them more and more and more right so I, I thought that was really interesting. I was like, oh, like that's how pl- that, that's how powerful pl- plays are. Yeah. And yeah, th- that's why, like you know, like we've been doing a lot of stuff with harmony. Um, right now, like we have like a whole new initiative with harmony that I think the like the people are going to see pretty soon. Um, in terms of you know like really beefing up their ecosystem. Uh, as well as like you know like kind of participating in uh, ecosystems like Secret and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, like I, I really do see like that as like a really big future move. Anyways, that was a little bit of like a ramble. Um, I think that's good for today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Uh, sounds good, guys. Yes. Uh, see you guys. Have a good day. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Stay safe. Yeah. <laughs> Stay safe out there. Yeah. Uh, risk what you can lose. <laughs> the usual. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how this pans out this week. And then, yeah, we'll we'll get together for Thursday to see um, how this kind of panned out. Yeah. Sounds good, guys.